atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 25th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Hour 2 at 2 in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to reject the panic press. I'm telling you right now, they're out of control. They just want you to believe there's a boogeyman everywhere. Don't fall for the lie. There's a lot of good happening in the Republic, folks. It's just not in the mainstream press, and it ain't in Washington. I'll tell you that right now. The good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Max, with me. Welcome back, sir. Well, thanks, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning. It is a beautiful Saturday morning, sir. And God's in his heavens, and you know what? If the people would just repent, all would be right with the world. Uh, but you wanted to talk about Ken Cromar a little bit. Now, Ken Cromar, if you haven't heard over the last couple of days, check out yesterday's broadcast, First Hour. Uh, and Ken lost his home to the IRS. And uh, now he's fighting back. He's in his home. The title's in his name. And the sheriff's got a decision to make, and so does the IRS. What are they going to do about it? And, um, you know, I'm not trying to throw down the gauntlet. I'm just saying, uh, are they going to respect the rule of law? Uh, his contention primarily is this, Sheriff. I have not had fair due process. I haven't had my day in court. Uh, in fact, I was in the middle of a court case when you thug came in and took my house in the first place. And that's got to stop. And you know what? I agree with Ken. There needs to be due process. You have to have your day in court. What are we thinking in America, sir? Okay, so uh, what is the sheriff thinking right now? Um, do you want my speculation or what? We haven't been able to talk to him. Because, of course, yeah. they don't work on Fridays, and he doesn't. we don't have I his personal exactly cell number. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you give me yours, and I'll give you mine. I think he's thinking, I don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. I don't want to clash with the feds. I'm not willing to stand up and get my head chopped off over this. Therefore, I'm going to let just lay low and let it play out. And here's my excuse. I'm going to say that it's in the city of Cedar Hills, Utah. Uh, and as a result, it's the city's duty, not mine, and I'm just jurisdictionally uh, in support of uh, whatever needs to happen to keep the peace, sir. Yeah, and there's one other thing. He's really worried that the Bundys are there in his community, in his county. Uh, he's Well, why? The Bundys have always been peaceful people. They haven't committed a single crime. Why would you be worried about the Bundys? I don't care. They haven't done a single thing wrong. They're not guilty of anything, and they haven't done anything wrong. Just ask every court in the land, from a jury to a judge, the only people who lied and the only people who killed people were the government. Yeah. I, so, I, Sheriff, I, I, you ought to be worried about the government, and if that's the case, are you going to be worried about the peaceful guys that aren't guilty or the governments that are killing people? He is. He's really afraid that they're there. He's really afraid that this is going to be a, a, come a major incident, a major press deal. And uh, you know how simple this would be, Sam, going back to what you were saying? Do you know how simple this would be to placate the 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 Cromars? All I would and, say is if I was the sheriff, I'd demand his day in court, and I'd demand due process be followed, and I need to have you show me every line item of due process that has taken place by event, please, federal government. Okay, and I would take the heat in the press, and I would call that out and say, this isn't about Ken. This is yeah. about highlighting due process. Let's transparently display this to the nation. And I'd put the federal government on virtual trial over this is what I'd do. Yeah, I, say, I would just simply go to the AG's office in Utah and say, look, he claims he hasn't had a hearing. Go give the guy a hearing, and let's get this thing over with. 
what big deal is it if we give him his day in court? I'll tell you the big deal. You ready? Yeah. Ken Cromar and others have enough on the table to prove that he hasn't violated any laws, and they'll have to start to answer real questions about the IRS and their criminal activity. That's what's going on. Well, the the judges in those courts have denied people uh, stuff like that all the time. They don't care what they. They don't care what evidence you bring in there. And uh, well, if we're going to have due process, they better care what evidence I bring. Now, if in. he gets a, if he gets before a jury, that might be a bit. Of but wait a minute! Trouble. If they care about due process, they better care what evidence somebody brings in but there. They don't. They just say okay. Uh, no, we're not allowing that. So the sheriff could put the government on trial, highlight their violation of due process by event, by line item, force them to do so, and then what would happen? Same thing that happens in IRS court all across this country, Sam. They've been lying and and uh, victimizing people, terrorizing people for 50 years. It's not going to be any different. They'll just go in there, do their sham uh, courtroom, kangaroo court stuff. Well, let me just start out by saying this. Due process wouldn't allow you to uh, even be in an IRS court. You'd be in a normal no court, kidding. sir. No kidding. Yeah. You wouldn't be in some propaganda secret IRS court with special rules set to make sure the IRS has the upper hand. It reminds me of the gambling halls in, in uh, Nevada where they're like, hey, well, I mean, I appreciate that you want to come gamble. But if you're good enough in your mind to beat the house, they won't let you play anymore. And if you're not, the government set. I mean, they rig all those machines to where the government uh, and the uh, casino overall day to day wins. Right. I mean, that's a known rigged reality. Yeah, uh, it, that's my point. How is the kangaroo IRS court any different? I mean, how is it that we've allowed them to continue to do this for so many years? Because we don't have sheriffs that will stand up and defend the people. That's why. Well, yeah, of course. All right. And, and, so what's the so sheriff going to do about it, you think? If, if he were smart and, and he really wanted to get this out of his hair and out of his county, he would just go to the IRS uh, and the AG. Not the, even out of the IRS. Just go to the AG and say, look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Utah AG? No, federal. Go to the federal AG, okay. Yeah, in Salt Lake City, uh, and and just say, look, give this guy a day in court. Well, he already got it. I don't care. Let's get rid of this and get it over with. Let him go back to court. Let him spew all his stuff. Let the court take the action, and we're done. Give him back his home. I don't care. Whatever. Kick him out, put him in prison, I don't care. But get this out of my county and get this over with. That's what I would be saying. Very diplomatically, but if that's what I've said. Now, if I were sheriff, now I know who's sheriff there. If I were sheriff, I would tell the IRS, get the heck out of here, and I don't want you coming back. That's, that's huge different. We're not talking about Sheriff Mack. We're talking about Sheriff Smith. And Sheriff Smith wants this out of his county, and he could do it very easily if he'd just show a little diplomacy and get the uh, federal government to move on it. Okay, you know what? You've come back into this home. You're asking for a, what what are you asking? What do you want? Mr. Cromar, what do you want? He goes, I want my day in court. Okay? Well, what he really wants is he wants to keep his home, and his contention is the IRS has no right to take it. And this is a fundamental belief that I have. Even if you haven't paid taxes, that's a whole other debate. But whether you right. paid your taxes or not, I don't think the government should be able to kick you into homelessness. No. Either way. Never. Nope. Never. Nope. 
So that, to me, is the fundamental discussion here. And the sheriff could stand on that, too. He could simply say, listen, especially in coronavirus time, I'm not going to let someone remain homeless. I'm not doing it. Right. I don't care what your reasons are. I don't care what you say. We're not, we're not pushing this family into the street during this pandemic. We're just not going to do it. Right. Okay, there's yeah, so I, many I, things the sheriff could say and yeah, be on solid could, ground. He could come out looking like a hero on this, and, and uh, you're right. He, uh, I, I, don't think he, I don't think he has the guts or the, uh, the fortitude. No, he has the fortitude, or no, he doesn't have that either. But the the deep, sensitive thinking process to really analyze it that much. So, well, hey, you got his phone number. Why don't you see if he wants to come on the radio with us right now? This very yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Call him up and say, hey, you want to go on the radio with Sam Bushman? Well, I bet I could get Ken Cromer to come on the radio I with us been, right now. I have been thinking about calling him and asking him if he would like me to try to uh, help him on this. He knows where to find me, too, if he needed my help or wanted my help. Uh, I think he's a little bit, oh, apprehensive about doing that, too. Man, the poor guy sounds like he's he's uh, in a panic. I, I mean, I thought sheriffs were like the bold ones to be like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this, son. And that would have, no, I, I mean. He's, I don't think he's in a panic, I, I, but he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it there. And he is, and he is worried about the Bundys being in his county. But maybe the is there a Cedar Hills Police Department? I didn't think there was. Well, there's an American Forks Police, American Fork Police Department, and from what I understand, they have kind of this weird we service you for a fee deal going on, to where they're okay. kind of a roaming sense. what do you call it police force? I don't know what you call yeah. those. Yeah, that makes sense. Appointed by one city, contracted by other cities. Uh, right. Discussion where to me that all completely undermines the whole sheriff's responsibility, which is a whole nother uh, topic, right? Yeah, the cities love their own police department, so they the more the merrier because they bring in all that money to them for the all the traffic fines and so on. But yeah, yeah, I I would love to talk to uh, uh, Sheriff Smith about it, you know. But I I just don't think you know that that would be the first thing that I would. If he were really to try to handle this, he would say, hey, Sheriff, all your buddies are here in my county. Is there something you can do to kind of have them move along? What I would do if I were the sheriff is I'd call up Ken Cromar as one of my constituents. So, and and uh, I, would call up, I would call up Ken Cromar and I'd say, listen, can I come over and have a hamburger? I want to sit down and talk about this and see if we can yeah, come to an sure. appropriate resolution. And I'm going to come by myself. I'm not going to come armed. I'm just going to come by myself. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about this. Are you willing to let me do that? And yeah. uh, see if Ken Cromar plays ball. That's what I would do if I were sheriff. And you want to know yeah. why I would do that? Yeah, I actually thought of that, too. I said, that'd be pretty cool if the sheriff would just stop by there and see what's up. Just scope it out. And you want to know why I would do that? Because then there's nobody between me and the constituent. Right. There's no press. There's no manipulation. There's no agendas. There's no interference of any kind. And it's an open dialogue to truly and listen, listen, yeah, and say, listen. I want to. I want to try to understand before being understood. Right. Am I clueless on tactics, Sheriff? No, you're right on. But I still have to ask you something. Let's do it. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your favorite hard-hitting talk station. Kosher. Certified. 
put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News that networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, riding shotgun today, ladies and gentlemen. CSPOA.org. Become a member today. Sam Bushman on your radio. You have a question, Sheriff? Yes, yeah, Sam. Uh, okay, so uh, Ken and his wife, I think her name's Barbara. Yes, Ken and Barb, yep. And, and they have a, a little boy or child? Well, they've got several children, but their youngest is at home with them, a girl. Okay. And uh, so they're all back in the home? No. They're not in the home? Well, some of them are. Not all of them. No, but Ken and Barbara and the, and the child are. I don't know about that. I know Ken's there. I don't know who's where, when, right? Okay. Well, have they got the utilities turned on? Oh, yeah. Were they on when they got there, or did they have to get them? I don't know. I think they were on when they got there. Huh. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. And I, and I know that the title's in Ken's name. Yeah, I, yeah. That seems to be irrefutable. And well, and see, that to me is the interesting thing. How do you auction off a house when the title is still in the person's name? How do you auction off a house when you don't have the proper paperwork to get it done? I just don't understand it, Sheriff. This is what I mean by America is just running off the rails. Right. Okay, where is the accountability? Where is the Where are the checks and balances here, <laughs> sir? The whole thing has to start with this and and you already said it and i've said it on your program before too uh especially regarding this but it happens uh, i mean uh, i was invited to go up to try to block this happening to a people to a family uh up in idaho 
and our good friend and CSPOA member Christy Zito there, the state legislator there, uh, she's, yeah, uh, she invited us up. But uh, I couldn't make it, and and the thing of it is, this happens frequently. The first first thing, okay, if we're going to keep the IRS, okay. By by the way, let me be very clear on something first. If we had the financing, we could be to these places. Oh, yeah. The problem is it's just dollars and cents, and how do you be everywhere? And, you know, with the lockdown of the coronavirus and the travel and all that kind of, how do you put that all together is the problem. And and I bring that up because if if enough people were to get involved and put their money where their mouth is, we could do those things. We could be everywhere, Sheriff. We have the staff. We have the people. We just don't have the finances. Well, right, and you and I have day jobs, and uh, I certainly can't just walk away from school anytime I feel like it, but um, the online stuff actually makes that more uh, flexible for me because I can I can do my classes anywhere in the country uh, as long as I have access uh, to the internet. But you still got to have, and so do I, somebody to run our businesses. We still got to have the ability to travel and a place to stay and a place to, you know, I got to eat while I'm on the road. And I got to, every day I take off means I lose money from my business, which is fine, but I got to replace it somewhere. So we're just highlighting the reality here. We don't mean to complain, but we want people to understand what it takes, right? But this, this should be something you would think, you would think that the Democrats would really be pushing this because they're the big time people about homes and home for the homeless and take care of the homeless and blah, blah, blah. And you would think that the Democrats, because they care about people so much and they care about people being in homes, that they would never allow the IRS to take homes away from people. No, these whacked out um, belligerent liberals, and, and they're frothing at the mouth of how to get a good deal on, on Ken's demise. Right. I mean, these people are evil. It's all get out. Uh, they are. And so you would think that the Democrats and Republicans would say, no, IRS, <clears throat> you can't take somebody... Uh, you can't kick somebody out of their home. You can't rem- take their home away from them, or at least say, "Look, uh, okay, if you've got somebody in a four hundred thousand dollar home, then you have to provide a a similar home at a lesser price. You can take that away from them, pay their debt, and then make sure that they are in uh, a home worth one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but the only problem with that logic part of the, process. the only problem with that logic is it suggests that there's an eminent domain somehow of the government to take a home in the first place. And I say Correct. there's nothing no, that gives them any authority to do that we whatsoever. We can't in the first place. We shouldn't have that either. Well, you're right. If, if, if we're going to compromise and we're going to allow them to keep this Gestapo organization known as the IRS, then say, hey, put a rule on it. They can't take people's homes away from them. Now, I think what we need to do is highlight the truth in the real courts, not in these transparent, I'm sorry, not in these um, secret uh, cover-up or whatever you want to call it, IRS courts. Right. I think we ought to drag it out and force the government to literally lay down where they get the laws, where they get the evidence, where they get the information, and have them follow the process to a T and show us what they've got. Because I'm convinced when you really dig into it, they don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to the IRS codes at all. No, and you can see that in Freedom to Fascism and Aaron Russo's uh, film and uh, the things that they have done to people over the years. But still, uh, Aaron Russo interviewed the, the top heads and former heads of the IRS and other uh, IRS attorneys and, and uh, interviewed all of them in there. And he kept saying the whole thing, the whole uh, backdrop for his entire movie uh, and documentary was show me the law where I have to pay uh, my income tax. And, uh, and Ken Cromar is saying, show me the law where you can just kick me out of my home and make me homeless. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I think he's got a fair point. He's also saying, I expect due process of the jury of my peers. Yeah. I don't think those things are unreasonable. In fact, what I don't understand is how we can pretend he's not being reasonable. They've literally got all the neighbors stirred up against Ken, making everybody believe that Ken's this evil guy and that he's done something wrong when, you know what, Ken's innocent until proven guilty in America, and there's no proof of guilt of any kind. Well, that's another thing that worries me about this is if the neighbors are complaining and uh, that'll get somebody in law enforcement maybe jumping the gun on this whole thing. So, But it should get them to where, I'm going back to what I suggested, it should get them to where, go to the AG and say, good grief, how hard would it be for you to have a little charade hearing so this guy can't be uh, complaining anymore? And give him his hearing, let's go back, take his home away from him, and get on with this. Okay? You would think that would be where they were going. Well, here's what they're going to have to do. Here's what they're going to have to do now because it's such feverish pitch. I mean, look, Ken has a $120 million countersuit against them already, too, they've got to cope with now. Yeah, I wish he would really uh, uh, get some traction on that. Well, and so that's that's the deal. And it, it, here's the problem with it all. They're literally saying what we can do is just shut down Ken, flat out deny him of every resource to possibly uh, defend himself, and that's the only way they're going to win, by attrition and by force. Make him homeless. Strip away all of his money, ignore the law, you know, move it from court to court to court, delay and manipulate and, and, and not follow due process. And, and what they want to do is just run Ken right out of ability to do anything about it. And then when he does anything else, paint him as a kook, dismiss everything and play games. Okay, who can be Ken's advocate besides us on the radio? Which I'm doing my very best. I'm far from perfect. I wish I could I wish I had more resources and more time to help more. But uh, what do you do uh, with a guy like this? It doesn't even matter if you agree with Ken on all of his points or not. Okay, the point is, who's going to defend this little guy against this apparatus that everybody, even the sheriff would probably say, I agree, the IRS is over the top, right? Even the sheriff would probably admit that. Oh, yeah. He, he told me about how he had been attacked by the IRS a number of years ago. Okay, so who's going to defend Ken and who's going to make sure that, that the government obeys the laws? You see, Sam, and this whole thing is just boiling up in the top of my head right now. Said, why in the world have we put up with this organization and allowed them to do this for so long in this country? Well, we need a thousand people to defend Ken. Where are we going to get them? Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we should need anybody to defend him. This should not be existing. This should not. Well, you're be. right, but it does, and it is. And so, what's the next step? Well, and and look. Mike Lee is supposed to be this really great Christian man and good constitutional conservative. What has he ever done to go after this horrible organization? Well, he doesn't want to be cellmates with Steve Stockman. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm telling you, these mild-mannered, forthright, honorable politicians like Mike Lee, who I think is a pretty honorable person, and then you look at the, how long he's ignored stuff like this. I can't believe that he's that honorable. And you say there's a fundamental disconnect. There's no doubt about it. Now, just let me give you a word to the sheriff, Sheriff Smith. And this is as politely as I can deliver it, Sheriff. But you say he's concerned with the Bundys in his county. And I'm going to yeah. tell you every interaction I've had with the Bundys. Are you ready? Yeah. Every time I see him, I get a handshake and a hug. I get appropriate, open, 
candid conversation about how we can protect the greatest country on the face of the earth and what we can do to preserve liberty. You hug and shake hands with people instead of practicing. I hug and shake hands, buddy. Darn rights. All right, good. Don't forget it. (laughs) Okay? And, and, And I've had prayers, and I've broken bread, and I've had the most intelligent conversations with these people ever, and I have not seen the Bundys in my life once or twice or three times. It's many times. And I'm telling you right now, they're some of the best people on the planet. And I'm willing to say that publicly. You bet I am, because it's the truth. Are we that afraid of the truth, Sheriff? Yeah, I guess we are. God save the Republic. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Propaganda everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Where does Joe Biden get off thinking they're going to push back the election? What authority? Okay, fake news. Can the can the um, candidate for president, Joe Biden, even say such things without evidence? The mainstream press too willing to peddle that propaganda. I'll tell you that right now. All right, there's a bunch of sheriffs that are defying the federal government. They claim. Headline says why constitutional. Sheriffs won't enforce coronavirus restrictions. For years, these, quote, locally elected officials have been leading rebellions against government authority, says the WAPO. (laughs) Uh, Sheriff, I want to know, this is the Associated Press here, and um, they're talking about these just absolutely sheriffs that are just defying the government and taking it on, and rebel sheriffs is the idea. Zoe Neverfer. Nemifer is, I think, how you say your name. Anyway, they say they're refusing to uh, support the governor's stay-at-home's orders. Um, they say Adam Fortney, sheriff of Snopamish County, Washington, refusing to enforce the governor's stay-at-home's orders. He claims the order intrudes on our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. On April 22nd, that's what he told his constituents via Facebook. And I guess there's a lot of other uh, sheriffs across the state that say they will not be violating constitutional rights and or shutting down religious freedom. These Washington sheriffs, they claim, are far from alone. They're part of a, quote, nationwide group of sheriffs who feel beholden to no one but their voters. As they have on issues such as immigration, gun regulations, etc., they will lead Rebellions against higher-level government officials in this case, undermining public health efforts in the name of their interpretation of the U.S. Constitution. (laughs) And then they go on and they say, here's how. They say sheriffs are unlike other elected officials, unlike police chiefs or commissioners who are typically appointed. These are elected by residents of their counties. And then they go on and they say research finds that police generally try to carry out their responsibilities in a nonpartisan manner, sheriffs are influenced by the desire to be reelected. Anyway, they go on, um, but they make you believe that these these police thugs are are just benevolent, but yet the sheriffs are the bad guys. They're all partisan and such. Um, they say what sheriffs promise to do are likely to come true because they have much more autonomy. Than do other elected officials. Let's have your uh, respond there, Sheriff. 
Well, I saw that article, and there was one part where it says um, they were actually assailing the part where the sheriffs actually report to the people. And they were the WAPO was also criticizing that. And and in, anyway, being called WAPO, isn't that kind of a racial slur? Don't go there, sir. Okay, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but you're spot on. That's the whole point. They're crazy. No, and, but uh, this whole thing. And you'll notice that they they call they called they said our name correctly, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Then after that, they said Constitutionalist Sheriffs, not Constitutional Constitutionalist, because they know that the Constitutionalist term is more derogatory and has been used as as a derogatory term for quite some time. Well, and they go on and they explain. Then they say constitutionalist sheriffs in charge. And then they say this, and this is where the lie begins. Constitutionalist sheriffs believe that the Constitution appoints sheriffs as the ultimate law enforcement authority, even including above the federal government. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a lie. Okay. What they need to do is dig and do a little research. Anthony Scalia, in the majority decision in your court case where you beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court, literally said there's dual sovereignties. Dual sovereignty. And we states supremacy. And states have no obligation to obey the feds on anything by mandate. Yeah. Now, is this a whacked out sheriff belief? Or is this the Supreme Court's modern-day decision fact based on majority? See, they're not honest in their research. Now, I don't believe that a sheriff is above the federal government. What I think is there's different jurisdictions. And if you're talking about this 10-mile square area, the federal government has this greater authority than the sheriff. But once you bust out of that 10-mile square area, the federal government's authority, 99% of the point is gone. And the sheriffs do have greater authority, not because they're above the federal government, because there are jurisdictional boundaries and dual sovereignties. That's not me. That is the Supreme Court ruling for the majority, sir. How dare they make this false, dishonest, fake news, psychotic claim? Yeah, and of course they're not going to research my Supreme Court decision and see where we're getting all of this, because literally the constitutional sheriff was born out of that lawsuit. The the entire organization, the, everything that we're doing, was justified by that ruling, where not only did he talk about dual sovereignty, but he also talked about uh, how the, the rights of the people in such a system get a double security. And that's what we're about, because different governments will control each other. Wow. And then he talks about how the federal government is only granted or delegated uh, discrete and enumerated powers. In other words, very limited and defined in scope, sir. Exactly. And so here it says that, too. And uh, somebody, I believe it was uh, somebody in Michigan, was uh, uh, complained to Sheriff Leaf and was assailing him when he was on Fox News talking about these same things. And And he was saying, oh, you completely misquoted the the Mac Prince case, you, you, this was only a commandeering uh, ruling. Uh, and then he, he, a commandeering I, ruling? I didn't know they were into commandeering. Well, a 
lot of people who try to downplay the case just say, oh, it was just a little commandeering thing where the federal government made a mistake in the Brady Bill, commandeering sheriffs to do their work, you know, without... Well, then quit commandeering and and quit lying. So here's what they then continue to say in the WAPO rag. Ready? Okay. They say constitutionalist sheriffs have refused to accept orders from above. Yeah. And then they say, for instance... And then they say the sheriffs have refused to enforce state gun regulations, federal land use rules, and internal revenue service demands for payment of federal taxes. So what do they mean above, though? See, I don't believe the federal government is above the states. If you believe that, you believe a fundamental lie. The states created the federal government. How does the creation get above the creator? It's a flat-out, blatant, bold-faced lie, and someone needs to take it to them hard, Sheriff. Yeah, and and so it, wouldn't it really be nice if somebody would analyze the case, you know, go into it and say, oh, wow, it, it says maybe a little bit more than what we thought here, you know? And, and so Scalia does such a beautiful job just historically reinforcing federalism and where it came from and the power of the states, power of the federal government, and he, when he, man, he smashes the federal government back right down into where they belong to uh, the enumerated powers. And they don't have the authority to be doing this. And how are we going to keep the federal government from doing all these other crazy things that they just think they can do whatever they want? Well, the states have to uh, exercise their power. Uh, to stand and, and stop it. Otherwise, well, and here's my question. Going. When Bill Clinton goes against Richard Mack, and this was a personal vendetta, basically, the, Bill Clinton said, we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to commandeer. We're going to force the you know states and the counties to do things. And a little sheriff, Richard Mack, stood up and said, no, you're not. And basically, Bill Clinton said, I'll squash you like a bug. And sheriff said, go ahead and, um, you know, game on and uh, game on. And then the sheriff uh, one at the Supreme Court and the majority decision literally highlights the points we're making. So my question is to those people who say the sheriff is above the federal government. I disagree. We've never claimed that. What we're claiming is there's di- different jurisdictional boundaries. And there is, listen carefully, there are restrictions on the federal government's authority. And you either believe that or you don't. And if you believe that, then the question just becomes, what are the jurisdictions on the federal government? And how do we highlight those jurisdictions? And the court agreed with the good sheriff and did not agree with Bill Clinton. And the showdown came out in the favor of the sheriff. Now, does that happen if the sheriff is completely wrong? I think not, ladies and gentlemen. So let's be very clear about who's who. The WAPO is literally peddling fake news propaganda, not only about the truth, but about what we say as well. And they ought to be sued, sir. Yeah, you can't be sued for... Uh, for libel and slander and dishonest for, fake for, news reporting? Where's for, President for, Trump to help you? Oh, boy, I wish they could. But for leaving stuff out? No, they can't be sued for that. They're not leaving stuff out. They're lying. They're saying we're saying that the federal government is below the sheriff, and then they're claiming that the federal government is above the sheriff, and I contend neither are true. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 kind of are side-by-side side with a, a parallel... Uh, lane of you stay in your lane and we'll stay in ours. There are jurisdictional boundaries based on the rule of law. You got a narrow definition of what the federal government has authority to do, ladies and gentlemen. Very narrow. The opposite is true for the states and for the sheriffs, huh? 
What they're trying to do is pitch levels of government against one another, and their goal is to, through the Hegelian, Hegelian dialectic, just take authority away from everybody except for the swamp. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with your live, ladies and gentlemen, propaganda coming out of the presses like you've never seen in your life, ladies and gentlemen. I have never said, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm everybody, but, you know, I've been involved in the Constitutional Sheriffs and Police Officers Association movement for a long time, operations manager and, and heavily involved. And I'm telling you, we have never claimed that we're above the federal government. We also don't believe that the federal government is above the sheriff. I think that fundamental lie, either way, is what's causing problems. Sheriffs have tremendous authority and power because they directly represent the elected constituents within their jurisdictions. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and certainly there are checks and balances, even, listen carefully, you thugs, even when it comes to the sheriff. That doesn't change the fact that the sheriff does have appropriate, tremendous authority and can use it wisely and can help grand juries hold others accountable, can stop the IRS because of jurisdictional boundaries and more. And they need to take this seriously. And a few sheriffs are doing it. And what they want you to believe is it's just this whacked out radical sheriff movement. Uh, but the bottom line is, hey, the truth shall make us free, sheriff. And, and I bring that up because what we need to do is prove over and over and over and over again that the sheriff does have this authority and power. And where it could start in Utah County, where I live, would be the sheriff to stop the thugs from uh, uh, harassing Ken and just say, listen, you're going to do it and you're going to dot every I and cross every T. You're simply going to do that federal government. And I insist on it. That's my job. 
And I'm not here to debate one side or the other. I'm not here in Republican or Democrat or Patriot or not or what. I'm just here to simply say you're going to you're going to deliver due process. You're going to assume someone's innocent until proven guilty. And I'm going to expect you to dot every I and cross every freaking T, period, end of paragraph. And everything you give me, federal government, I'm going to make transparent to the press. And we're going to just lay this out as it really is. And when you're lying, you're going to get caught. And when you're telling the truth and obeying the law, we'll respect you. But until then, we're not going to let you under the color of law deceive the people anymore. Can Smith get that done, Sheriff? Yeah, but here's. Washington Post doing an article completely ignores uh, our decision, uh, actually criticizes that uh, it was used well. Actually, some other people, I don't know if that one, no, it didn't. That one didn't accuse Sheriff Leaf of misusing it, but other people have really gone after him for uh, quoting our, our decision. Why is it that every sheriff in the country has never even uh, what, 95% of the sheriffs have never even looked at this case. The press never looked at the case. Even when the, we won at the U.S. Supreme Court, the press just said, oh, Mac and Prince won. Oh, well, they won. Oh, well, it was a token victory for the NRA. It didn't even matter. These sheriffs were just pawns. You know, nobody ever examines the case because it is the most powerful Tenth Amendment decision ever. And in fact, it's one of the most powerful decisions ever. And by the way, it proves from a majority decision in modern times that the IRS can't just come and take somebody's home without the sheriff's blessing. Well, it's certainly without some sort of check and balance on it, yes. Well, if if you ignore that balance, then uh, you, by default, uh, obtain a blessing, if you will. And then you, well, and not only that, but you, uh, by default, you... Without it, without that check and balance, and without the over the checks and balances, you uh, promote tyranny. You promote this whole idea that Washington D.C. can do whatever they want, and and this whole brainwashing that the IRS is just as necessary uh, as any other facet of government. And there's only two things certain: that's the brainwashing. I remember my neighbor lady when I was just a, a nine-year-old boy. And in the car, well, there's only two things that are certain in life, uh, the IRS, taxes, and death. And there's nothing you can do about either one of them. And don't talk about religion or politics either, because by golly, yeah, you don't want to step in it, you know. Yeah, and, and so, you know, the, the people ignore this decision. And, and how many times have sheriffs said, when we, you and I have talked to them numerous times, well, I will do whatever... The Supreme Court says if the Supreme Court uh, says we can do it, we'll do it. If they say we can't do it, we won't do it. No matter what it is, like roadblocks or writing tickets or uh, checking people's cars on a traffic stop or whatever it is, whatever it is, they always uh, say that they'll go with what the Supreme Court says. Well, that suggests that a judge, the weakest branch of the federal government, has authority over the local sheriff of the state. Well, yeah, exactly. That's a lie, too. That's a lie also. But if, if, if they, okay, if they have succumbed to that brainwashing, if they succumb to that lie, then why don't they follow my case? Why don't they enforce the case about dual sovereignty? Why don't they enforce the case about how we keep the federal government in, in, uh, it's within its enumerated powers? It says by the assertion of the, of the Tenth Amendment. Well, who's supposed to do that? Well, the states. But no, you know, people don't want to know. They don't try to learn. They don't try to study. And uh, that's why it's been so difficult 
with what we're doing with such little uh, financial support that we're trying to get this in front of every sheriff in the country. And, uh, wow, what a, what a tremendous... All right, I want you to speak to a couple of things before the end of the hour. Number one, I want you to speak to, you mentioned at the start of the hour that the sheriff's in Utah County is most likely worried about the Bundys being in his county. Oh, yes. Uh, would you be worried about the Bundys being in your county? No. Not at all. I, I totally agree with what you said. <laughs> They've never advocated violence. They've never hurt anybody. They're very deep-thinking uh, patriots. Uh, I, I really enjoy their company. Uh, I've never... Uh, I've been around them a lot. Uh Probably as much or more than you have. I bet more. May, I still say the same thing you say. You and I have said the same thing every time. They're some of the best people I've ever known. And uh, if you were not worried about them in your county, and something like this occurred in your county, what would you do? I've told you that I would basically go in there and I'd say I'd call up Ken and let him know I'm coming so there's no surprises. I'd say I'm not coming in hostility. I'm not going to try to remove you or, or get belligerent. I'm not going to pull rank or play games. I want to sit down and talk. You're my constituent. You're, you and others elected me, whether you voted for me or not. The fact is the election put me here. You're one of my constituents. I want to sit down and have a hamburger and talk about this for a minute. And, and, I, and I would do that because I would say I would write a list. Ken, what are you demanding and expecting? And I would do the same thing. I want to sit down with you, Chief IRS thug. Chief IRS agent, and I want to know what you're demanding in your list. I want to put those lists side by side and talk about them and say what's honorable, right, and true to do here, and that's what I'm going to do. Is that a fair thing to do as a sheriff? That's what I would really recommend being done here. And then I would bring in a couple of people like maybe Richard Mack or Sam Bushman or somebody uh, who has the ability to think through these things and do some uh, appropriate negotiation. I've negotiated a gazillion business deals in my day. Um, there's no hostages, so I don't need a hostage negotiator here. The only hostage is poor Ken um, being uh, shanghaied by the uh, IRS. But I, I would sit down and collect that list, and I would say, listen, I want to know the truth, and I want to know I'm, I want to do what's true and right and good and honorable here as the sheriff. There's no hidden agenda. There's just open willingness to try to bridge this gap. I'm convinced it can be done, but what it's going to require is the federal government to back off a little bit. And it's going to take somebody who supposedly has enough authority to do it. If the WAPO says it's not the sheriff, who the heck would it be? Yeah. WAPO? Yeah, I mean... Okay, but uh, so that's what I would do. So you wouldn't be worried about them in your county. What would you do at this point? Well, that's what I would do. I told you what I would do. What I'd do is I, <laughs> uh, I would have told the IRS, uh, one, you're not going to take anybody's home in my county. Uh, I don't care what kind of uh, dastardly uh, tactics you think you're allowed to use. Uh, the first one I'm telling you right now, is you're not taking people's home, and you're not kicking people to the street, okay? Uh, that would be the f number one thing. Next, you're not taking confiscating any property without checking with me. You're not to do anything in my county towards any one of my citizens without checking with me. I can't, I can't make you not exist, but I am creating a barrier here for you. Ooh, a barrier. Isn't that what Madison said? We can safely rely on local authorities to create the barrier? Oh, yeah. In fact, we have a video of all of that, uh, erecting the barriers uh, for our 2013 seminar in St. Louis, Missouri. So I, I would definitely start erecting those barriers, and I would put the federal government on notice, and not just, not just the IRS 
FDA, EPA, all of them. Don't come in here and start uh, running roughshod over people's land and their rights and anybody else there. So I would definitely, if the sheriffs of this country would unitedly put the federal government notice on, like the sheriffs did uh, in 2012 or whatever it was, um, uh, when they put the federal government on notice about gun control, uh, 28 out of 29 sheriffs in Utah did the best one. And, and that's what I would do. I would put them on notice. Uh, and if you want to keep fighting the sheriffs, uh, which I know they do not want to do, how simple would it be for them to just check? Check in. That's it. And and that's that's where I would start with all of that. Uh, it's already been done by a couple other sheriffs in the country, uh, and one of them actually got Sheriff Mattis in Bighorn County, Wyoming. He actually got the support of the uh, uh, local attorney general's office, federal attorney general's office, because it was pursuant to a, a lawsuit that the federal government lost in that county uh, that the sheriff inherited from a former sheriff. And and that's where I would go. And I would show that court case and show that the, the documentation that they got backing. And uh, regardless of that backing, I could be the one setting the stage on this and taking the lead on this. But I would definitely put the IRS on notice. Tell you what, Sheriff, here's what you can do, I think. What you ought to do is you ought to basically decide that you're feeling kind of femmy, and you can be a female now. And then you can decide that you're black because you're feeling kind of, you know, brotherly love, and then you'd be a black female. And then Biden could pick you as his running mate. Ooh. I didn't think of that. See? Now you're now you're onto something, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then you could basically become president, and then you'd say, Sheriff takes the highest office in the land. And then the question is, did you have more power when you were sheriff or when you would be president? See, then you could debate that in the WAPO. And you'd basically be able to do like a kind of like a a one man play with yourself. And one guy would be the sheriff and it'd be you, of course. Then the other guy would be the president and it'd be you, of course. And then you just go ahead and battle it on down. Ooh, I like that. It'd be like an epic reality WAPO TV show. Yeah. See what I mean? Sure. What do you think of that idea? Well, I think it's... Am I onto something? Uh, <laughs> not that good idea for me personally. I'm sure it would fit somebody, but you know, probably something I wouldn't pursue. I'm joking, but I'm bringing this up because this is what our society's kind of spiraled down to. Uh, the, the press doesn't like you joking. Oh, yeah. They're the only ones allowed to joke. What if I'm uh, absolutely serious and I don't want anybody to die and I want the government to literally go back in their constitutional jurisdictional hole right. and I want them to obey the laws and I want people to be free? And and I'm going to insist on that and do everything I can to encourage for that to be the reality check of our day. Right. Well, I would really like, I would really like a fundamental return to the basic principles our country was founded upon. But you know. Um, All right. Last question before the end of the hour: What do we do for Ken? Can you call the sheriff? Um, I'm curious. I, I would, I would kind of like to call the sheriff and say, "Hey, do you know the Bundys are in your county?" <laughs> You want to call him and call me back? Yeah, sure. All right, let me know what happens, Sheriff. All I'm telling you is we've got to do something serious about this, and we've got to protect people's homes. Yeah. We run around and complain about the homeless problem, and then we run around and put people out of their homes? Because they don't pay. Don't they say the IRS or the income tax is voluntary? Isn't that what they claim? Yeah, it's supposed to be. So Ken's not volunteering. Is that okay, Sheriff? No, yeah. Let, let him... You know, I think he's a conscientious objector. Can he do that? Sure, why not? Do it for the military. Oh, wow. 
All right. Godspeed, ladies and gentlemen. We got our work cut out for us, don't we, as American patriots? Man, oh, man. Godspeed the right. God save the republic. Get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right, will you? Hey, thanks.